We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Told y'all, I didn't even watch the Nets game. I saw it on my phone. Me and my wife, we hung out, you know, we had deep conversations. And then she fell asleep. And I'm like, let me see what's going on here. And I turn on the fourth quarter of the Knicks-Lakers game. <laughs> and then I see CP the franchise with like a 1,000 people at a party. And I have to admit, CP. And by the way, CP the franchise, in my opinion, the voice of the Knicks fan. That's who you are. And you could check him out, YouTube. He's got his Knicks fan TV channel. I am a big fan of yours. But I got to tell you. Get all those people there watching your team lose. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't like they got blown out. No. And by the way, we were just talking about this before we came on air. They have so many injuries. Like the guys that matter are not there right now. What are you writing so, excuses now? I'm not writing. I'm just talking facts, bro. <laughs> but that that is your favorite part of Knicks fan TV is when the Knicks lose. <laughs> I know exactly. Right? So <laughs> things have been going so well. I knew we wouldn't hear from you during the nine game winning streak. <laughs> I barely watched. No, I, I, I knew it. I know. But listen, you, you can't win them all. They, they played a hot Laker team. That Laker team just beat Boston without. LeBron and AD on the road. Uh, this Knicks team had been punching over their way for a little while. You know, they were due for a loss. You know what was crazy about that? And I got this sense, you know, watching the game. And I admit, I only watched the fourth quarter mm -hmm. on TV. And then I'm on social media. I got the sense that that game was like a finals feel between <laughs> the ticket in that building and how yeah. expensive it was, between an event you're running, you had a ton of people there. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, jokes aside, that loss don't mean anything. I'll be the first yeah. to tell No, you. no. Right. But... That had like that garden feel of, holy crap, this is the event in New yeah. York City. LeBron, the garden, the winning streak. It was yeah. kind of crazy. Makes you wonder why you support that team in Brooklyn, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Losers, a a nine-game winning streak in January, and it is Super Bowl-level hysteria it in It was, New York. though, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it that's because our Super Bowl potential team stinks. <laughs> right. We're so far away from being in that game that, eh, let's talk about something else. Wait, who did the Mets sign? Wait, yeah. who did the Yankees just pick up again? But I think it's a combination of, yes, the nine-game winning streak, yeah. they're playing well. I also think there's a belief in this team that we haven't had with past Nick playoff teams. 
And I also think just the idea of LeBron coming to town and the yeah. fact that he was pulling Wait, you this. Mean, you mean coming to town to play, not coming to town to be? No, coming to Nick. town to play. I but mean, they he did have the Nick Town. Well, and then simultaneously <laughs> clowning everybody by yeah. saying, I'm going orange and blue. And I got the, the tweet from a few days ago, like, this dude's playing games is the way I took it. Which, he, which he's always done with the Knicks, which is why I'm so tired of the LeBron theatrics. Is he leaving the Lakers? Is he coming to the Knicks? Look. LeBron James does this every time he wants the Lakers to go out there and make a move. This is to put pressure on Rob Palenka oh, no and their regime mm -hmm. to go out there and go get DeJounte Murray or a player of that caliber. Yeah, but so you, don't, you don't want him here, right? No, absolutely not. That would be same old Knicks. Why do we want that? You don't want him here because, and, and by yeah. the way, I want to make this yeah. clear. It's not realistic. I'm completely with you. Yeah. It, there's no way the Lakers are trading LeBron. I don't even think he wants out. But you don't want him here because of the fit and from a basketball standpoint, or you don't want him here because he said no to you twice no. and he's LeBron. Which it's, one? Is it both? It's not from spite. It's not from spite. Okay, okay. This is a recipe for disaster. Look <laughs> how many games he misses now. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Right? He, he's still at the top of the sport, which is fantastic. We should celebrate him that way because I don't think there's going to be another for the next few generations. But he's injury pro now. He's older. And now for the Knicks to go out there, sell the farm to get him, and then the whole story be about him, that would just reverse course and all the good vibes right now. It's orange and blue skies right now, Evan. I mean, As he, a season ticket holder, you should be happy. He has a free agent. <laughs> like, he, has yeah. a, he has a player option, which is 50, what, nine or something like Roughly. that next year. Yeah. So he has a player option. In, t in theory, he's a free agent. So if you're the Lakers and you have this guy, he's 30, what, eight, seven, 38? 39. Yeah, 39. He's even older, yeah. Right? If you can get some value for... I'm just talking about from a Lakers standpoint. If you get some value for LeBron James, you're 500 at this point. Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah. Right? It, it, the question is, from the Knicks standpoint, does it make sense? And I know last week we talked about the money, but I went and played on that thing. That, uh, You'd have to include that, Julius Randle on a trade ex like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I wonder from Knicks fans, is that acceptable? Or is Julius... We got to find out regular season. It's going to flip like this postseason. Randall's going to go away. We're going to get the real postseason Randall. Or how about I take postseason LeBron? <laughs> I'm just I'm just being a devil's advocate here because it does make sense. Get Randall, get Fournier. Maybe you don't even need another piece, to be honest with you. You barely need draft picks. It's just a matter of what the preference would be for the Lakers. But like in theory, doesn't that get you a championship in the window? You know I'm, I'm, just, it's, I'm, I'm just talking devil's advocate. Right, you know why you put CP <laughs> in a tough spot? Because <laughs> yeah. me and him, we may disagree on a lot. Yeah. But there's some stuff we agree on. And you know what CP is? He's well, a Julius Randle non-believer. Uh, <laughs> tell him, CP, you don't believe in listen, Julius. Listen. I might so not be like, able to go back like, to my preach. own show after he's today. He's like, amen, Tiki, preach. <laughs> go ahead. Look, I might not be able to go back to my own show after today, but you're all right. I, I, I do believe that, you know, listen, all the regular season hype about Julius Randle, it, it's warranted. He, he's great. He's played at an all-star level, mm -hmm. although he's, held, he's injured right now in the playoffs that's where the question marks begin. And now it's even a bigger question mark because we don't know the status of Julius Randle. Mm. I had uh, Steph Bond, he covers the team for the post on. We had, we had him on today during our afternoon show. And he said, look, the, the team is optimistic about him returning. But the fact that he's foregoing the surgery, it's, yeah, they're optimistic. But it also presents an opportunity for him to hurt himself again right. if, if he comes back and dislocate his shoulder yeah. again. The I, surgery kicks him out for the season? Is that the, is that's that the fear. That's the fear. I, I mean, I could see that. Though. Well, I, I could see why you wouldn't want to have the surgery if you're yeah. if you're Randall. I so here's the thing about Julius because I don't think this is a contradiction from you and I at all. Yeah. 
the Knicks need Julius Randle healthy. Absolutely. Let's just put that out there. Absolutely. As much as I may be skeptical about him in the playoffs, or you may be skeptical, yeah. we're stupid if we're like, oh, they mm-hmm. don't need him. They obviously need him. This whole thing feels very, very strange to me. I'm just being honest with you. From days after that injury, for there to be no update, to yeah. then have the update simply be, we'll call you in two weeks, <laughs> reeks of, they're not telling us what they know. Yeah. Well, and I'll defend the Knicks on but this. But I don't think I they know anything. I, I, honestly, I don't. You don't think they know more than what they've let on to all of us? Well, you just don't know how your body's going to respond. Yeah. Like, everybody's body is different. Right. Like, some guys right. get a hyperextended shoulder or an elbow or whatever, and they're out for a month. Other guys be like, yeah, all right, whatever. Screw yeah. it. Tape it up. Let's go. Right? So, I think it's just different. Your body res- resists or accepts trauma differently. So, they, they honestly don't know. You think that? I think it could be a situation where they're waiting to see how it heals within that two to three week mm-hmm. time sprain reevaluate and see maybe surgery still is on the table. I mean, you hope not, but you're right. It is kind of sketchy. It's sketchy. And also like, here's where I commend them though. The trade deadlines on Thursday, like they have no reason to announce to us as much as we may want to know, or fans may want to know. They have no reason to announce to their rivals what the deal is, right? Because I don't know how you feel about this. Randall being out for the season versus Randall being back in four weeks would change your approach at the trade deadline. I think it would a little bit. So why? Tell the world his status. So I'm not telling you he's out for the year. What I'm telling you is I'm very skeptical about what they've told us right now because I don't think they have any reason to tell us anything. And I think I wouldn't work under the assumption, oh, he'll definitely be back. I can't live like that, would you? It's a hard call, but I don't necessarily think that their approach to the trade deadline changes whether or not Julius Randle comes back. The Knicks have always taken a prudent approach at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. It was Derrick Rose. It was Cam Reddish. It was Josh Hart. They always try to get the guy at their price. And so with Julius, if he is to miss the season, it just depends on who's available. I don't think there's that guy who can equal Julius Randle's value and impact and importance to this team that you can just go out there and justify trading a couple of first round picks because they still have the bigger picture in mind. So I still think that the candidates will be a Brockton, maybe it's a Burks, maybe it's a Clarkson, yeah. someone they can get on the cheap and just hope that they can uh, tread water till then. Yeah. I, I, we were guessing the other day, like what's the date he comes back. And my guess was final two days of the season. Because I think Julius, I respect him in that. I think he wants to play. Like, I think even if he's told you're better off having the surgery, I get the sense from him, he's going to be like, screw it. I just want to find a way to get out there. So my guess was final few games of the year. I said the 23rd. That's the Nets game. In March. In March. That's like the final three weeks of the season or so. I'm going like April 12th. You had to guess right now. Also a Brooklyn yeah. Nets game. All right, well, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I mean, well, you got you think I, you think I give a crap? I don't know. It's like coincidental. I bury the Nets. <laughs> Trust me, they're, they're already buried. So <laughs> yeah. Order is restored in the city of New York. I love it. What's the date you would guess then? I would say uh, April. Uh, I, I think April. You're with me on this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the biggest question is, is when he comes back, is he the same player? Uh, yeah. Because I don't know. this is a player who, before he left, he was a bully. Yeah. He's attacking the paint. He's yeah. getting to the basket. He's drawing fouls, right? Right. Now you become one-sided, right? Now you, you're down, you, you're non-shooting shoulder, but does that change how physical you oh, are man, in the game and, and, and how you brace the fall and things of that nature? Well, forget the fall. Think about the, the physicality, like right. the, the leaning into the guy. Now you're like, oh, that's going to hurt a yeah, little bit let me second, that. Second guess. In fact, let me, just, let me just fade away here. Right. Right? And it's a different game. Then he turns into the bad Julius. That, exactly. It's almost right. set up to become that, uh, which is unbelievable. It's it, it's the key to everything. 
Like, I really do. I think that, and I give them a lot of credit because they won a lot of games shorthanded. The yeah. Indiana game last week, all the credit in the world. Oh, yeah. The Laker game, look, they ran mm-hmm. out of gas and they were shorthanded again. But it's going to be difficult, especially when you see all the doubles that Jalen saw on Saturday night. Yeah. Like, that's just going to continue without Randall on the you floor. Need, well, you need another score. You need yeah. another creative score. It's one thing to have guys that can put the ball in the bucket. You got to have guys that can create on their own. And right now, it's it's there's not. Right. I, I love what, you know, DiVincenzo is doing because he's yeah. just jacking up threes, even though he made six of them out of the 15, six, whatever, however many he took. But at least he's taking them. It yeah. forces you to defend them. Yeah. And so... But they need scoring, mm. right? And we knew it was going to come to a head at some point. And unfortunately, it happened against the Lakers in a primetime game or at least one that everybody was paying attention to. So, But it doesn't mean that they're they're done. It just means they got to retool. Doesn't it make it yeah. more urgent at the trade deadline? To me, it feels like it definitely does. I just think it's it depends on who's there, right? Mm. You're hearing names like Bruce Brown and P.J. Washington. You hear yeah. about those guys today, but... Mm. None of those guys are moving the needle. Even even no. a even a Brockton or a Burks, like those guys would be nice bench pieces. Right. And it will help you get Brunson a little bit of rest on the bench by having some reliable scoring and playmaking in your lineup. But I don't think either one of those guys are going to make the next path to the Eastern Conference Finals and beyond a sure thing. They still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I think the way I would view it with pieces is if I acquire a guy, is that guy playing in the final five minutes of a close playoff game? Mm. That's, that's the key question. Because if he's not, then eh, he's here for the regular season. He's here to help you without Julius and maybe without OG Ananobi because who knows when he's coming back. The Knicks give updates on injuries. They are, they're like hockey teams. Isn't that what NHL teams do? (laughs) Upper body. Upper body, (laughs) lower body. We'll give you no details. And the Knicks give you nothing. That's why when OG first went down, I remember even saying on the air, ah, day to day, it's minor. Now it's been a week. It's a concern, man, because we saw him in the shoot-around against the Charlotte Hornets, and mm-hmm. they were like, well, he's going to be out for this game. Then they had the back-to-back, and you're thinking, okay, maybe he's back the next night. He's not there. And this is a player with injury history. Right. So that was what one of the concerns said? of the trade. What did they said? They said Elbow day-to-day. inflammation. Yeah, elbow inflammation day-to-day. Hmm. That's the yeah. update. Yeah. He's missed about three games now. See, this is the That's... part when the Knicks don't tell you stuff, you get annoyed. You have to <laughs> <laughs> I get it sometimes, but it's annoying. As a fan, you want to know. It is. It's a little concerning. But at the end of the day, look, they're 32 and 18. They're headed into the All-Star break. You get a week off. You hope that Julius rests up some more. OG heals up. Quentin Grimes heals up. And then they continue on in the second half, with hopefully with some bench upgrades uh, by the deadline. Yeah, so if you fit that test of can that guy play five minutes to go in a playoff game, which is just the way I'm viewing it, because then you're getting somebody that impacts your your chances of winning, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going to give up a valuable first-round pick. Like, I'd only be willing to give it up if that guy can really enhance my chance at winning playoff games. If you're telling me we got a guy, and with five minutes to go of a tie game in game two of the first round, you're not playing him, then what the hell are we doing? Like, that's how I view it. Who fits that? Malcolm Brogdon fit that? Brogdon. Reigning six man of the year. You know who mm-hmm. doesn't fit that? Who's that? See, I'm going to prove to him how much I watch KFT. <laughs> He's Don't obsessed. Say my guy, big money. No, I'm going to say it. He's obsessed with a certain individual. <laughs> who? You ready for me to tell you? Yeah. Once a Nick, always a Nick. <laughs> he Listen. loves himself some Alec Burks. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Am I, right? am I right? Absolutely. Get Buckets Burks. <laughs> number 10. <laughs> Is he on Get the floor? Get Buckets Burks, baby. <laughs> it could he be on the floor? Absolutely. You know why? Because he was that guy here. He, he was, was a point guard of the Knicks before Jalen Brown. He had a different roster back he then. Was, but. He's a Tibbs guy. Once a Tibbs guy, always a Tibbs guy. 
You never know. What if the Ragu's misfiring out there, Dante <laughs> DiVincenzo, right. and you got big money Burks who's cooking off the bench. You might need him in there in crunch time. Do you have a relationship with him? I know. No, not at all. I, I, I respect bucket right getters. He's, he's with a the, bucket he's with, he's, the, a he's with the Pistons, which means he's playing yeah, basketball he's and it doesn't yeah. He's carrying a band of bums. What do you expect him to do, man? Bring him back home so he can play some serious basketball. I think he is shooting like 40% from three. Always give you does. That. Always does. So you think Alec Burks, if you got Alec Burks, yeah. five minutes to go. 39.2%, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Dude, he hits his threes. I'll give him that. Yeah. And he's sort of a shot creator. I mean, yeah. a little bit. He can get buckets. Yeah. He can get buckets. Tiny bit. It, back in his prime. <laughs> he's a little He's a little off his prime. So let me say, so yeah. they go get Alec Burks on yeah. Thursday, 257. Yeah. You're going to be, like, excited? Hmm. I'm not excited. I would say five, five on a scale of one to ten. Like he's 35. Yeah. He's 32. I just but, turned 32. But well, now, look, this is only my criteria. You don't have to agree with me. Yeah. But my criteria is, hey, does that guy play final few minutes of a playoff game? Hmm. Oh, do you agree with that criteria? Well, my criteria is, is going to be this. I need someone I can trust. But also, what are you giving up for that? You're not giving up a ton. Right? You're not giving up oh, a ton. Alec Burks, nothing. Yeah, exactly. you're not giving so, up a ton. So, so, you know what you're giving up? A KFTV hat. <laughs> That's what the Pistons so are taking then, back. So then, then it should be worth it then, right? It should be. Go get him. I'm serious. Look, whether, whether it's Brogdon, it's Burks, or even a Clarkson, I think those guys, I can trust those guys more than a Miles McBride right now in the oh, spot. Yeah. And I like McBride. He's Jeez. shooting the ball very well. He's a 3 and D player, mm-hmm. but they need more of an engine. Not a finisher. They need a starter. Off that bench. I, I, that right, they need an right, engine right. off that bench. I think those are the guys. Yeah. I mean, Malik Burks maybe a little bit less, but Jordan yeah. Clarkson, Malcolm Brogdon, I don't think you have to give up a lot, and they give you that yeah. little instant microwave offense coming off the bench. That's what Gives you a playmaker off the bench, which certainly helps. You need guys that you can trust. When you're going to go into the postseason, you got to take on the Miami Heat or the Cavs defense, or ultimately you get up to the Celtics. You need guys that you can rely on in yeah. a big spot while Brunson's on the bench. You don't want him back in with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter to play the rest of the game. No, I'll tell you the way Thibodeau's been playing him recently, and I get it because they're banged up. Mm-hmm. It's 45 minutes a night in the postseason. Yeah. Like, yeah, in the playoffs, they play 44 minutes. They're yeah. playing 43 as it is. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so he may end up having to play mid-40s come playoff time, which is a yeah, lot to ask. And I'm not even going to bring up his height because who cares? <laughs> but you're going to go through first round, second round. Your hope is third round, even though we know that's not happening. That's a lot of games playing 40 minutes a night. Why wouldn't that happen? Are you hating right now? Or are you, are you using like your critical it. thinking skills? Why wouldn't that happen? You want me to tell you? Yeah. Do you want to have this conversation? Absolutely. The, the, the good people of Knicks Nation are listening right, right now. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a bad guy. I don't think I'm a bad guy. Okay. But I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You know he's the leader of the coalition of Nick Haters. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's go next. Yes. (laughs) This is not about Nick Hating. I'm going to have a basketball conversation. So everybody. This is an independent BO. I'm an IBO right now. Okay. Okay. And I'm talking to Tiki, who's a Nick fan, even though he doesn't admit it. (laughs) And of course, CP, the franchise, ladies and gentlemen, you know him from Nick's fan TV. Very popular guy. I've got great respect for him. But we're going to have a conversation right now. Everybody likes to say Jalen Brunson's a superstar. Yes. I don't know what that means because I don't know how many superstars there are in the NBA. So whenever anyone says that, I hate to get literal, but I'm like, okay, well, how many superstars are there in the NBA? Are there 20? Are there 15? Are there only five? If there's only five, Jalen Brunson's not a superstar. He's not a top five player. Would you agree he's not a top five player? He's in my MVP ladder right now. In my MVP ladder right now. Bye-bye, Joel Embiid. He's he's off the list. (laughs) He's gone. He's he's gone. He did this to us last week, by the way, CP. Just so you know. I have Brunson in number six. Really? Absolutely. So he's there. You have him as the sixth best player in the NBA right now? Absolutely. Yeah. You have him ahead of Jason Tatum? Just accept it. Yes. 
I can't accept it. He Why? just said he's better yeah. than Jason Tatum. I'm you putting him, Brunson up there. Opinion. I am putting Brunson up there. He at, you ask his expert opinion. I yeah. did, yeah. Maybe as a, yeah. a, a BBO, a biased basketball <laughs> But you ask him his opinion, and he gave who, it to you. All right, so I'll put it this way. Who, it. who are you taking in a big spot right now? Crunch time. Jason Tatum or Jalen Brunson? No, I'm taking Jason Tatum. I, I, I am CP. Look, and that's look, not look, a He's knock. shaking his head in dismay. I mean, right Jason here. Tatum has led a team to an NBA Finals. Like, we, we're just ignoring that? He choked. I, well, okay, fine. He didn't play well in the NBA Finals. Did he lead a team to an NBA Finals? They were a good team. I'm not saying they weren't a good team. They were a good team. Uh, of course. He was, a good, he was a big factor in it. Uh-huh. But they were a good team. You would take Jalen Brunson over Jason Tatum? In a, in a big it, spot? Absolutely. He was not. Absolutely. Wow. In crunch time, I'm going to number 11 over many in this game. You know what CP just did? Yeah. He ruined my entire point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't ruin it, though, because I, I just respectfully yeah. think you're nuts. And that's right. not a knock on Jalen Brunson. He's been amazing this season. But right now, you would take him over Jason Tatum, the best player on the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, who yeah. has a track record of yeah. doing things in the postseason? He's played on a better team. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. It's a team sport, Evan. I, got, <laughs> I, I like Brunson. Top four in scoring in the league right now. 20 games of 30-plus or more. Yeah. 30 points in nine out of his last you. 11 games. I guess He's you. captain clutch. He's been his last year top three, top five in clutch scoring. Look, I love Jalen Brunson. Last week, I agreed with the fact that he's the new king of New York surpassing Aaron Judge. Do you even agree with that as a Yankee Knicks fan? Oh, you're in a tough spot now. <laughs> Jalen's the new king of New York. You can admit it. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting Brunson. <laughs> yeah, no choice. <laughs> all rise, man. And Judge is my guy. I'm, I'm putting yeah. Brunson up there. Yeah, no. I'm putting him up there. He'll take it back. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. He'll take it back? Yeah. yeah. What's he taking it back? I mean, the Knicks are not winning a championship. Don't say that in front of him. Oh, what sorry. The, what the my hell bad. would you say? That? My bad. I'm just saying. They have work to do, but your point was sure. that they couldn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I think they right? can. I think they could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I have a yeah. tough time believing that they can get to the NBA Finals. I have a tough time believing they'll beat Milwaukee. I have a tough time believing they're beating Boston. You're right about Philly. I mean, what happened to Embiid? Yeah. And then you're welcome, right. by the way, for Saturday. Because without Embiid, Ben Simmons slapped him. <laughs> Slap them Philadelphia <laughs> cheesesteaks all over the place. Ben Simmons. <laughs> For 17 glorious minutes. <laughs> Cleveland, I'm skeptical of. I think we yeah. all are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta be. because You know what? Yeah, I'm they are. They just jumped us, but whatever. They I were, got it. But they were so soft last year in that they first were, round. Right. They were. Well, they were just, they're constructed poorly. That's what it was last year. They get two small guards. So yeah. And like eventually, also, you just get dominated when you yeah. have two small guards and you're kind of ambivalent to defense. That's what happens <laughs> yeah. when you, in the postseason. And you've got bigs who are like, oh, no, Julius. <laughs> he hit me. Listen, oh, no. Mitch and he, he Isaiah Hartenstein me. dominated those guys. Yeah. Now, the only concern is, are there reinforcements? Do they make them better when they become a full unit once Mobley comes back? Yeah. Garland just came back last week. They have Struess. They have Niang. They have some three-point firepower. And their defense has been steady. No doubt. Mm-hmm. So... You have to still look out for them. Even Miami, I still look out for Miami. 100%. You, you have to respect right. them. Uh, Indiana wants their help. No, there are yeah. dangerous teams in there, but I would never say to you, then I would be a hater if I said, oh, the Knicks couldn't beat those teams. That'd be yeah. ridiculous. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'd pick you to beat Cleveland, and a part of that is a bias from last year, what you guys did to them. I guess I'm still very skeptical of getting past Milwaukee and Boston. I think what's happened over the last few weeks is I'm no fan of Glenn Rivers. 
Okay, I think he's very overrated. That's why I don't call him Doc anymore. He's not a doc. He's not a doctor, Vinny. What the hell is he a doctor? For a second, I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> but there's been this assumption of kid? now that Glenn Rivers is there, the Bucks will find a way to lose in a big spot because that's what Glenn has done. Well, so is Tom Thibodeau. Like, I don't think Glenn Rivers has accomplished Yeah, but he didn't less. have the teams, though. He didn't have the teams. He had the one seat twice with Chicago. Yeah, that's different. That was a different. I feel like that was eons ago. Yeah. I feel like that was a I mean, different but, era of basketball but, ago. But it existed. I know, but it, it it's not close enough to our current understanding of the game, or at least appreciation of the game, to be relevant. Okay, all I'm yeah. saying then is it's very difficult to say Glenn Doc Rivers is a loser and then pivot quickly to Tom Thibodeau's a winner. He hasn't done it yet. See, I, I don't necessarily think it's a Doc thing. I think the Bucks, as they're built, they're a fundamentally flawed team, especially on the defensive end. There's vulnerabilities everywhere. When you look at the point of attack, whether it's Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley, how does Chris Middleton defend on an, a, yeah. on an injured knee? Yeah, he's, they, he looks cooked. They're yeah, not the same team, so yeah. I'm not sure Doc can go in there and cure all their ills. They do have two of the best superstars in the game that can help carry them through their uh, their flaws. But what I like about this Knicks team where a lot has to go right, yes, but when healthy, let's put this team at, at full strength. Let's yeah. say Julius comes back, OG comes back. You have the star firepower with with uh, Julius and Jalen, even mm -hmm. though Julius is a, is a question mark. I think defensively is where things change for the Knicks with the addition of Ananobi. Yeah. They're better at the point of attack. They're physical. Right. They get after it on the boards. They scrap. Right. He can and switch. He can, he can cover switch. Whatever you, need, whatever you need. They he can, can get it. rebounds. Depending on what they do at the deadline, hopefully they get some bench up. And they have a little bit more shooting efficiency this year. With Adenobi and what DiVincenzo's giving you, you have efficient shooters on the corner threes. They are also efficient, at least Adenobi is, at the basket. That helps. And then in crunch time, if you can scrape and claw your way to the end, then you give it to Jalen Brunson, not Jason Tatum. You give it to Brunson <laughs> to close the show. And that's why I give the Knicks a chance. The East is kind of vulnerable right well, now. Well, the East definitely, you know, I was saying this the other day about this team versus the 13 team, the team yeah. that won 54 games. Yeah. That as a Nick hater, I'll speak as a Nick hater right now, I'll be honest. Before I was an IBO, I'm back to being a hater. Let's thank, go thank you for identifying your, the helmet you're wearing. I just right want now. to be honest, the, the way I viewed it. I looked at that 13 team, and I always knew in the back of my mind, we ain't beating LeBron. No. I always knew it. Like, okay, maybe you beat Indiana, which you didn't in that series. But even if you did, I got my ace in the hole to stop you. Yeah. And I would agree that Boston and Milwaukee, and those are the only two teams I'll mention because screw Philadelphia, especially <laughs> now, I don't have the same level of trust in them that I would have in LeBron. Because even though the Celtics have been to an NBA Finals, and even though the Bucs have won an NBA title, even though we all know how they won that NBA title mm -hmm. with the dirty Giannis injuring Kyrie <laughs> Irving, but whatever. <laughs> they are not the same kind of reliable team of, well, you can't beat them. Because I can understand yeah. how you could talk yourself into beating them. Yeah. Which, with LeBron in 13, you never could. Like, even deep down, you probably knew that. Like, we're good, we're fun, 54. Well, we can't beat that team. And even in the regular season, that team doesn't exist. But you knew it didn't mean anything. Yeah, I did. I felt the same <laughs> thing, too, by <laughs> the way. Yeah. Because yeah. the following year, I think the Nets swept the Miami Heat. I swear to yeah. God, like 4 0. And I knew, I was like, this don't mean anything. <laughs> we faced them in the playoffs, they're gonna smoke us. And guess what? They did. Yeah. But but you're right. They, I don't see any look, the Celtics are having a great season. They're a very I can't good team, put yes. it past. Them. Yeah, yeah. But they've shown since last year that they are vulnerable in the postseason. Who comes up clutch? Can Tatum come up yep. clutch? How will Jalen Jalen Brown do? You know, those just those guys right. are still important Smart's pieces gone. to the puzzle. Smart is gone.
No doubt. He got his big tribute the other day. Nice video tribute yeah. and a standing yeah. ovation. Yeah. Why are you surprised by that? I'm surprised that Kansas City Inns are so into their football team that they're watching the Grammys no, what because else of they a doing? girl dating. Seriously, what, what, else were, what else were they doing? It's a Sunday night, and you're like, hey, what's on? I watch the Pro Bowl. That's flag football. Baker Mayfield won the MVP, by the way. Did Whatever it? the hell that means. Good for him. So you're not watching that. Yeah, but you don't like, say that about not, any city in like, America. Oh, wait, the Grammys are on. Oh, that's our girl. She comes to our games. So I want to watch that. Their girl? Of course. I mean, she went to more Kansas City games than she did any other team <laughs> in, in any sport, right? I don't know, man. I'm sort of surprised. The city of Kansas City was the highest rated city to watch the Grammys last night because they want to watch Taylor Swift yep. get a few awards and dance awkwardly. So it, was all, it was the opposite of what we've been dealing with, I'll use the, 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 the phrase, with Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs fans were waiting to see <laughs> Travis Kelsey. He, unfortunately, is getting ready to play a Super Bowl. Now, so he wasn't there. Now, Tiki asked me and CP, CP the franchise is with us. We'll get back to the Knicks in a second. He asked us a very interesting question right before we were coming back. You can ask us now yes, on air. the question, and Sean and all the guys in the newsroom, Manny and, and Gallo, were talking about this. Go ahead. Who is the male Taylor Swift right now? Someone of that sheer popularity. Popularity. M males would gravitate uh, towards him. And the background on this is Ryan Hickey works over at the network. Yes. Proclaimed last night on Twitter, Tom Brady is the male Taylor Swift. No, he's he's not. Not. And he's no, not. No, no, no. Because no. there's just too much, like, non-love of Tom no. Brady. It's like universal love of Taylor Swift. Like, who is that from a male standpoint? And, uh, like, I, I'm only asking this because we need consensus, like social media I, consensus, because I have no idea. I, I think I have it. It may fit right, right into something Evan was talking about earlier. I think it's The Rock. Mm. The Rock. Because remember, it's not just the wrestling mm. thing. Who doesn't love The Rock movies, the acting stuff? Who doesn't love The Rock? Right now, 90% <laughs> of Twitter right. doesn't No, right. but they still love right. a good Rock movie. I, you know I, what? Before, before Cody... Maybe. <laughs> maybe. B BC Rock? Maybe. You know who ICP's thinking? He's thinking it's Jalen Brunson. Totally. <laughs> no, listen, I, I got Kelsey himself. Mm. You know, you got everybody wanting to mimic his haircut. He's got uh, the number one podcast out, him and his brother. It's called Higher Heights or whatever it's called. I think we're being myopic. I think we've got to think about somebody outside of sports. I think his answer is probably the most accurate I've heard so far, that it is Travis Kelsey. Like I, yeah, I mean, is, is there a musician version of Taylor Swift, a male no. musician right now? I don't, think, I don't think it's like that. I don't think there's an actor. I don't think there's a musician. I don't think there's an athlete. Because I think with athletes, yeah. like, they're hated by half the people. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pre-slap, Will Smith was probably up there. Pre-slap nice. Will Smith. That's a good call. Pre-slap. He's I think falling he's off the face now. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This was yeah. before, before. 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 Before the slap. Yeah. Yeah. What about Harry Styles? Uh, Harry Styles is very popular. Harry I Styles. Don't know. I don't know. How many, uh, with all due respect to Harry Styles, how, a lot of people he'd fall on in Times Square would know it's Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. By the way, I'm one of them. I'm one of them, too. <laughs> I just took the name out. You wouldn't even recognize him. <laughs> you know his name. You just don't know what the hell he looks like. <laughs> I don't think as males there's anybody, honestly. I just don't think there yeah. is anybody. I think that Taylor, and I said this when we were talking about Taylor last week, week before that. She is top three most popular woman in America right now. The only people that come close, in my opinion, and I mentioned it, Beyonce, right. who was there last night with Jay-Z ripping the grab, Ripping everybody. Which is funny. And he's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not. 
And should then, he have said it? No, but he's not wrong. Uh, you know what? He should have said it because here's the thing. It's his tr- He believes it, number one, so who cares? And number two, Beyonce could say all she wants or look all she wants of, oh, I didn't approve of that. Trust me. I think she was pretty damn <laughs> oh, mad. Oh, <laughs> I got it. Who? It's Justin Timberlake. Oh, screw him. No, no way. Right Are now? you serious? No. That guy's such a... Are we going to Timberlake? Look at his reaction. Look at my reaction. And you know that's not the answer. No, it's not just Are we going popularity or fan base wise? Like amount of fans? No, no, no. Just like like the guy who gives you the feeling like Taylor Swift. Messi? If he was American. I think think Messi's a good choice. Right. If he was American, it'd be Messi. Because yeah, but we've kind of adopted him now. Yeah, but as a honorary okay. American who does he now. Play? He's Miami. Who does he Miami. play for? Miami. Miami. No, you just know that because we just said it. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I did. I did. Who know did that. he play for before? Before he came here? Yeah, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> it was his club. He had a. Well, I don't know. There's so All many right, clubs in point. soccer. That's my point. If he was American and he was as great as he was, it would be messy. So but basically the, ans- the answer is there's nobody. Snoop. <laughs> Snoop ain't the answer either. There is no male version of Taylor Swift. Right. That's what we've come to the conclusion. Uh, let's get to some of your calls. More with CP. Obviously, the trade deadline's coming up on Thursday. Mario's in Long Beach. What's up, Mario? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What's nice to have Jr. there. Nice to hear uh, CP. CP, the, the franchise. No, no, yeah, R. Franchise. no, R. Is, no R. name right. Franchise. No R. No, no R. Sorry about that. Yeah. You know, I would just what quick thing on the Nick game, and then I have a quick five things of who the Knicks should get. The Nick game is very interesting. On the Laker game, you know, they would not have won the game if they did not double team Brunson. They would not have won. Well, but that's a good strategy. It's a good strategy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not denying the strategy. But what I think, and, and you well, tell me what you think about Well, they won the game because they double-teamed. <laughs> but every single time, I haven't seen. When's the last time? Okay, you so somebody else got to go score. And the problem yeah, is they don't have those right. guys. Oh, Mario, right. that's what, and this is a defense of CP when we were talking about where he ranks. That's what you do to superstars. When, yeah. you, when there's a great player on the floor, you make sure that they can't beat right. you. Anybody but Brunson. Yeah. Yes. Now, my question to UCP is this, and everybody else there, is I think they would have been better off once he was getting double teamed to bring in McBride. Because at least McBride can dribble the ball. He can score a little. Mm-hmm. They had three people on the court that couldn't even score worth yeah, a lick. You, you got really Hartenstein. You, you got, you got uh, the, the, that power forward, right? And you got uh, you got you got three guys. The only other guy who could score was DiVincenzo. So that's, that's what happened. They right, but think how, but hold on, Mario. Think how small you are. Right. Think how little you are at that point. 
Yeah, and, I know that, but but if you can't, if you get double teamed, and when you pass out of the double team, nobody can dribble, you're going to lose the game. I'll take a chance. That's okay, why. But, but then you take a shot, you're immediately out rebounded, and if they you get stuck in a half court, you're screwed. Right? That's not a good answer. Right? It's yeah. just not a good answer. Yeah. Uh, McBride out there would make them incredibly small. And the thing is, I don't think there's a player out there right now that Tom Thibodeau trusts more than Josh Hart. Like, right. Josh Hart's not coming out the game. But he won't shoot. But he won't shoot. Right. But he'll do the little things. He'll get rebounds. Mm-hmm. He'll play physical. plays respectable defense. That's a Tibbs guy. He's not going anywhere. What's funny about Josh Hart is you yeah. remember back to last year's postseason. That shot against Cleveland, memory, game one of that series was one of the most clutch shots we've seen. And yet yeah. when you watch him shoot over the last few weeks and months, it's like, ah. And it's, yeah. it's almost It's impossible. like he's lost his confidence, confidence a little bit. It feels like it. Yeah. It's confidence almost amazing strong. to think that's the same human being who hit yeah. one of the biggest shots of that first right. round against Cleveland. Yeah. I, I joked about it on my show today. It's, you know, he's a high-octane player. He likes to get fast break and go pedal to the metal and, and put pressure on the rim. When you keep him in the half court, that's when things get a little bit dicey with Josh Hart. No confidence in his jump shot right now. All right, so here's the other thing. There, You got to have the fit make sense. What was so great about the OG trade is that it fit like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. It fit like a glove. Yeah, right. So there's one guy out there, and my concern is fit yeah. more than what he still has as a player, and that's DeMar DeRozan. I knew you were going to say that. Because mm-hmm. you agree with me? Yeah. It's just do. the fit doesn't do. mean, meaning you agree you don't like him. I don't like the fit. Yeah. It's just that's the yeah, problem. I like, like I get the idea of, oh, but he'll give you instant offense. Oh, ball yeah. on his hands late in the game. Jalen's double. Boy, DeRozan in a big shot. I agree with all that. He's not a great three-point shooter is what it is. He's excellent mid-range. He's not the same guy he used to be. He's lost a step defensively. But more than anything, it's not even all the descriptions of him as a player. Like, that fit, especially when Julius is healthy, it just feels like, eh, doesn't yeah. work. It feels like my turn, your turn basketball. Yes. <laughs> and the tricky thing about DeMar DeRozan is, from what we've been hearing based on like all the, the guys on the beat, is that... They want to acquire a player with a little bit of time left on his contract so that they'll have some wiggle room to maybe trade that player in the future. DeMar DeRozan would be a free agent headed into the offseason, so that one gets a little Mm. bit trickier. Would that be a priority, though? Like, I get the idea of having a guy under team control because I can use him in a said bigger trade, but isn't it more, does this guy help me now? Can he help me win now? I think it always has been with the Knicks under this regime. They've always tried to take a prudent approach with the guys that they bring in because they're always looking further down the road and making sure that whatever the move that they do make, right. they don't well, handcuff you. Well, it in, brings in the up future. the next, the next, the the follow-up to that is like, is this a win now team? Are they trying to do that? Do you, does it feel yeah. like the Knicks are trying to do that? Because yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get the OG trade. Fantastic. I get it. And he's a free right. agent at the end of the year, but the plan it, is obviously to resign. Right. Yeah. It, it's to resign yeah. him, but it, it's, it's, it was kind of like, all right, we got to do something now. Let's do something so we can win now. And so, I feel like they're in win mode, but they're they're. I also don't feel like they're being as aggressive as they should be if they're in yeah. win now. So it's I a mean, weird dynamic, if, it, if that makes is. sense. It is. I, I believe they are in win now mode. Yeah. They're just not desperate. They're they're not desperate to go out there and get Dame or you know that next piece. Yeah. It has to be right. But shouldn't they? If it's if it's not right, it's got to be the right guy. It's got to be the right guy. I agree with CP. Like it depends yeah. individual to individual, especially yeah. now when it's not fantasy basketball. Yeah, right. It's not two K. As they say, it's literally, <laughs> yeah. I play 2K all the time with my son, but it's WWE 2K. Yeah, but when, whenever people try to make trades, like they say, they say freaking 2K, especially in the NBA more than like baseball. Yeah. Baseball, it's like, oh, that's a good, oh, that's a good hitter. You don't have to worry about fit. Like literally, yeah. Yeah. is he good? Right. Add him to your lineup. Exactly. I don't like that guy. Okay. He's just standing up and play. You're sitting <laughs> right. in a dugout. You're good. It doesn't matter. But in basketball, it's fit. So like DeJounte Murray, that's the yeah. other name. 
And my team's actually really involved in this, which is another story. Does he fit? Like, he hasn't been the same defensively since he's gone to Atlanta. Mm. He needs the ball in his hands. I'm, like, kind of mixed about that. I'd be more okay, and again, IBO here, I'm not being a indicator in all seriousness. (laughs) The Rosen fit doesn't make sense. The John thing, I'm more confused about the fit. More than DeRozan? More that I can see it working. Yeah. I can talk myself mm. into that working yeah. more than I could DeRozan. DeRozan, I know yeah. it's not a good fit. DeJounte, yeah. it's like, I don't think he's a good fit, but he's a good defender. Yeah. It's it, a reasonable, like, I can talk myself into it more. It, it's tricky with him, but the one thing I like about DeJounte this year is he's shooting the ball a little bit better, especially yeah. off ball. So it gives you a little bit of encouragement that if they did bring him in here to play him alongside Jalen Brunson, he could be a respectable outside threat for them. But you're right. It hasn't worked out with Trey Young. He hasn't really been mm-hmm. the same guy at an all-star level that nope. he was with the ball in his hands with the Spurs. And so that's another tricky fit there. It's not working out, out in Atlanta. Why do they want to move on from him? Yeah, this know, quickly, too. This Con- quickly. Considering how many picks they gave up. Right. And they're asking for two number ones. That's what you That's what they're asking for right now. Yeah. Two number ones at Evan Fournier for DeJounte Murray. They're not doing it. I don't th- You're I don't not doing it. I don't see no. them doing it. Interesting. Don't love that either. Huh? Yeah. I'm so still it's, thinking it's, about this male version of Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me. T- you know what? Since you're thinking about it, here's David in Whitestone. He wants to help you out. What's up, David? What's up, David? Hello, guys. How are you? We're good, good, man. Wonderful. Good. Um, first of all, I'm getting really ready for baseball season. I know we're talking all different things, but I'm ready for pitches and catches. I can't wait. I understand. Um, but I'm calling actually about your Taylor Swift male version. Okay. And I came up. The first thing I thought of was Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Uh, John Wick. <laughs> there are no bad answers. First of all, well, hear me out. First of all, the women love him. Oh, you're being serious. Yeah. Second of all, the guys love him. He's a killer. He's, uh, you know, he kicks butt, point break, he's surfing, I mean, whatever else, right? He's versatile. And, he's a versatile actor, man. And, and, he's, and second of all, he's a great humanitarian. People love that side of right. him. Right. No, he is a great, well, what, from all you hear, he is a great. Not going to make the fun of him being a great visual enough. Yeah. Like he's not, yeah. he's not like out there. Well, maybe that's, that is the male version. No, it's not. Well, hold on. No. Hold on. If you are a male, as, and this isn't a knock on females, but yeah. if you're the male and you're the man, yeah. are you trying to be the man or are you just kind of just, you know I'm the in man. the cut. Just kind of playing, playing your, playing your I position. This, I remember this even when I was playing. I wasn't even close to being the man of the league. <laughs> I was in the cut, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was there. I was there. But if you didn't, you didn't know nothing. I was in the cut. Keanu Reeves might be that guy. Because he's the cut. male version of Keanu Reeves. Of, of Tyler Swift is not what Ty- Taylor Swift is doing. Mm. Like, look at me. Look how many outfits I got. I'm in my underwear and my new album cover. Like, all Listen, this stuff. You put, you're putting CP in a tough spot here I'm because not, he's a I'm big just... giant fan. He <laughs> admires you. Uh, you're a big Tiki guy, right? I love Absolutely. Tiki Barber. Absolutely. And yet in your brain, you're like, what a schmuck. That's what yeah. you're thinking right yeah. now. Nope. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. Only thing I will take Tiki to task on, and I've been meaning to bring this up. Uh-oh. Yeah. The other night, you guys went on an excursion to, um, what's the place you guys call it, the Clays? What's it called? We don't call that, that okay. anymore. All right. <laughs> we just call it Barclays. Center. Okay. We, we moved on. Uh, Knicks and Nets yes. going on. Yeah. Knicks are putting in work. They're beating the brakes out of the team oh, in the fourth quarter. you two here? What's up? We're leaving early. You two? We, 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 you two? It's orange and blue skies, Steve, man. We, can, we can't have that. Okay. It was a tie game with three minutes to go. So you weren't <laughs> even beating our ass quite yet. And yeah. tie game three minutes to go. He puts his fist out and says, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, he's joking, right? 
And you, and you allowed this. Is this, is this, is this the culture in your building? Oh, no, no, don't is this, If this was my building, I'd say, hey, where are you going? Have a seat. <laughs> I can't force him. I can't put a seatbelt around him. So, but I admonished him. I don't like crowds. And I didn't want to be in the masses because it's a pain in the ass getting into the Barclays. It is a pain in the ass getting out of the Barclays. And I knew that if I left at the end of the game, I'd be, it'd be 30 extra minutes getting home. Maybe 40. By the, by the, by the time. He's, he's got to come to a Knicks game. By that's, the, that's just what it is. By the Knicks, I could stay. Yeah, yeah. Tiki, you it's should the allow tunnel us. right there. You should allow CP, you have a problem with Tiki. Let me ask you something. You go to all yeah. these Nick games. You ever yeah. sit inside your car in the garden and eat a tuna fish sandwich before going to a game with the boys? <laughs> oh, you're attacking me for that? Yeah, I mean, come on. Thank you, Sean. Thanks you know for having what? my back. It's funny. When I go to Madison Square Garden, because as CP notes, I am a yeah. Nick season ticket holder. I always eat at the garden. Huh? You want to know why? Because I'll say it. I'm, I call the like it is. Better. Yeah. Their food's better. Yeah. Let's go, Knicks. Yeah. Dude, on the Chase Bridge, they got those paninis. You ever have those paninis on the Chase Bridge? No, I'm usually in the Delta Club, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> timer. <laughs> Big time over there. Well, Who's in the Delta time Club? The Daily with, Burgers, man. They're good, man. When you're with the riffraff on the Chase Bridge, <laughs> yeah. where I sit. They got these paninis to die for mm. at Barclays nice. Center. I, you know. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I had to go home to my wifey. I mean, it's the Knicks. I know. But just finish it. Tell them the rest of it. That's why. Right. Because she I promised. I watch the show. No, 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 no. I, said, I told you. Which I one? watch the show. It wasn't the show. Don't forget. Go smash into that hole right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to uh, Lenny's in Levittown. What's up, Lenny? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? What's Lady. up, dude? Good. So, Two quick points, if I can. I think the only player that really makes sense to add to this team is Brogdon. Um, and the only reason I say that is because Jalen Brunson, to be the superstar that we hope that he is and the, the superstar that he's been uh, in, in this recent stretch, he needs the ball in his hand. So, like, the Murray fit doesn't make sense to me at all, or DeMar DeRozan. They're two. Yeah. For them to be good, they need the ball in their hands, and yeah. they need to be creating shots for themselves. Well, then that takes away kind of what Jalen Brunson is and what makes him so great. So I think Brogdon coming off the bench, alleviating a little bit of that <clears throat> necessity for, for, for Brunson to bring the ball up. Like, like the reason we lost to the Lakers was because Tiz didn't want to play McBride. Yep. Yeah. Right. And we had nobody else to play point guard because as good as Dante is, he's not a point guard. That's not what he is. So I think Brogdon makes a lot of sense because he also fits the scheme defensively and he helps alleviate some of that ball handling pressure that, that, that Brunson has to, has to, to, to carry. Um, and, and second point, if I can, the, the, the thing that scares me more than our roster, the more than not having a backup point guard is Tibbs. Tibbs scares me to help because he doesn't adjust ever. He has one way of playing. He makes no adjustments. Everyone knows how we're going to play day in and day out. And so far, it's been good. But when it comes to the playoffs, you see why a Spolster gets the best of him. You see why the Bulls, you know, maybe didn't reach, you know, the, 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 the mountains that they probably could have with such a great roster. It's because he only knows how to play one way. And he never switches up, ever. Yeah, listen, it's all fair, man. What I like about Brockton is he's a steady Eddie, man. He's very reliable when he's healthy, right? Now he's healthy. He's 15 and 5, 40% from three on five attempts. You can trust him. Now, will he stay healthy if they get him? That's another story. On Tibbs, look, get used to it. He's going to be the Nick coach for this foreseeable future. He's in year four out of the five-year deal. I think he's going to get an extension by the offseason. And is he, you know, and a coach that makes adjustments like a Spolster or a Ty Lue? No, he's not, he's not that guy. Well, that's a problem. I mean, yeah. look, we could all kind of make fun of De Glendock Rivers all we want, but in that series last year against Eric Spolstra, yeah. 
We knew who the better coach was. And we yes. saw it, not just based on reputation. We saw it. So it's tough. Like, I agree with you. He deserves a contract extension. Yeah. Tom Thibodeau's done a really good job overall, but I think those are fair concerns about getting to the next level. Very fair. I just think that the relationship between Leon Rose and Tibbs they're such a lockstep. And things can change in sports, right? One one minute you're in the penthouse, next year in the outhouse on the unemployment line. But I don't think the Knicks are at the stage yet where they say, are we a coach away right. from realizing all of our goals? I think they're still in talent acquisition mode. Tibbs is Celtic culture. He set the foundation. And the team's bought in. They're, they're, they're not, hard for you know, Tiki asked earlier, are they a win-now, all-in team? Obviously, you want to be smart. You want to play the long game. Yeah. I, I wouldn't suggest do something that stupid that kind of screws you in the years moving forward. But they are in this weird spot. I sort of feel this with the Nets, with your guy, Mikel Bridges, because he's your guy, because you're obsessed with <laughs> yeah. trading for him. The last infinity stone. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> yeah, that set him off bad on Twitter, man. He was tight. Yeah, he, he was very tight. Well, I mean, Boomer this he's morning. Just, he's like, just jealous because it's his infinity stone. <laughs> well, because yeah. he's mine, he's not yours, and you're not getting him. He wants I mean, to what am I going to tell you? He's not going to your team. <laughs> like hoarding it like Dr. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way, in, in all seriousness, I would be open to trading Mikel Bridges. I think the Nets, with where they are, have to be open to everything. They suck. Yeah. Like, I would listen on offers for Mikel Bridges. I don't think your team has the offer that would entice me to do it. And a part of that's a compliment. You guys are too good. Like, what do you, your first yeah. round picks don't mean that much to me. Mm. Now, the Rockets giving me back my first round picks. That's appealing Same. to me. Yeah. But yeah, but what, they could, oh, they can't trade the picks that they have from other teams, though. No, no but they could trade our right, picks back right. to us. But here's the pressure I feel with Bridges that I can see you guys feeling with Brunson and Randall, and that's their contracts. Yeah. Mikel Bridges is a steal of a contract. Jalen Brunson, who has this year and next mm -hmm. year, is making $26 million. About that. Big that, steal. Big that steal. is Huge. nothing yeah. for a guy as good as he is. Even Julius, as much as we may agree in being skeptical of him in the postseason, he's making nothing. So the problem is when their contracts expire at the end of next year, you guys are going to keep them. I'm not saying yeah. they're leaving but you're going to have to pay him. And now all of a sudden... Yeah, but what's wrong with that? The, the flexibility, flexibility to do other yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. So when I say go for it now, I'm not certainly suggesting, you know, screw the future. No, but I think you do have this TikTok, right. TikTok it of, is. boy, yeah. I got to take advantage of the fact that I have these really good players making below what they should be making. Yeah. No, you're right. That that window is closing fast where they, they've got to make a move before they give Brunson a big bag because I think he's going to get northwards of 50. Julius Randle, what are they going to do with him? Are they going to trade him or extend him? And then don't forget OG, OG Ananobi. You're right. Mm -hmm. He's going to get northwards of $30 million yeah. here. I mean, his son, I mean, his agent is Leon Rose's son. Right. So before that trade was even made, I believe that that contract framework right. is already on the kitchen table. So they have that short window there. Uh, but what I love about this team, Evan, is, you know, four years ago, back in 2019, man, when I thought this team was going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and they didn't get them. I'm aware. I, I thought it was May Day here, man. <laughs> now you look at it in 2024, we got two all-stars in this town. You got Kevin Durant saying, don't give me any tributes. I don't even care about you people. Right. And it's orange and blue skies here, man. Right. And, and, it, was, and it happened relatively quickly. Yeah. yeah. We're in a great spot. Beautiful, man. beautiful come skies. On, come on. You're straddling the fence. Just I ain't straddling any there. damn fence. Come on. Wait a minute. Oh, no. You weren't at the Indiana game. I was when, not when, when you Indiana serenaded game. him with MVPs, <laughs> I was, I was wondering what your reaction was going to be. <laughs> Let's go next. <laughs> yeah. I will be there throughout the playoffs rooting for the other team, and you know it. And I can't wait. But we appreciate you coming in. It's always good to hang out with you. Always a pleasure, man. It's a thrill, bro. KFTV, I advise every Nick fan watch it. You guys do a great job. I enjoy watching you, even after wins, but mostly after losses. The voice of Nick fans. We'll come back. Cinco de Favo from Sean Plus. 
Tiki wants to find out. I'm trying to help him. Who the hell's the male version of Taylor Swift? <laughs> Evan and Tiki here on The Fan.